right, let's do it. Okay. All right, welcome everybody to a special bonus episode of Movies and Brews, where we talk movies and we drink some brews. So today in this special bonus episode, we're going to be talking some Comic-Con news and rumors and trailers, everything that came out of Comic-Con this last weekend. So sit back, relax, grab a drink, and let's get into some exciting things. Yeah, what's to come? Cheers. Cheers. Ching. Ching. All right, so first, first I'll say it up at the top. Technically, lied a little bit. There's two trailers that we're going to talk about real quick that happened this week that weren't released during Comic-Con. Ooh, ooh. Does, does one of them have cats in it? Is yes. there one with cats? I don't know if those are cats or humanoid psychopaths, but... Is it Teenage Mutant Ninja Cats? Gotta. I'd be, no. <laughs> that's, that's horrible, Jordan. All right. All right, so what's your first trailer here? Well, the first trailer is Cats. Um, I'm not going to talk too much about it because at this point it's beating a dead horse, but this makes me uncomfortable. I saw it at the beginning. I saw it when it first released online, and I also saw it when uh, we saw Lion King. But I like literally squirmed in my seat twice during the show. Like it just is there's something about it just makes me uncomfortable. I do yeah. not like it. Yeah, I had a couple of people send me this trailer and I'm like, what am I looking at right now? Yeah. But then I gotta say, you know what, I'm not gonna lie. I've watched this trailer a few times and I'm starting to like it a little more each time. It's interesting. I didn't know this, or at least let's say I'd forgotten about it. It's based off a Broadway play that was a movie in the 80s, which I guess they just wore suits probably because this looks like heavy CGI. Yeah. You know, animatronic or whatever. CGI. I gotta say, I'm interested. It does look weird and kind of creepy-ish, but at the same time, kind of cool. Well, here's the thing. This movie piqued my interest when I watched a featurette for it because they were showing off like the scale of the sets and stuff. And I'm like, okay, that's really cool. It wasn't until you see these weird humanoid cats that I'm just like, Ugh, I don't think so. I don't think I could do that for an hour and a half. But let's be honest, it's probably gonna be two hours. I just, I don't, I don't think I could do it. I don't know. I'll be checking it out. It comes out this fall, I think November. I'll, I'm going to be checking it out for sure. I will say, Ian McKellen as a cat looks really cool. I, I guess. Even Taylor Swift a little bit, but Ian McKellen especially looks really cool as a cat. Yeah, when the cats are wearing like, because like, you can see his face on the cat body. And it's pretty cool. Yeah, I don't. It's just I don't. I I did not like it, but like I said, it's beating a dead horse of this. The the internet just like tore that trailer apart. <laughs> On a higher note, Mister Rogers, uh, a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Is that what it's called? Yes, Mister Rogers, beautiful day in the neighborhood. Biopic. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Um, with, a beautiful day for a neighbor. Would you be mine? I've always wanted to have a neighbor. Just like you yes. always want to live in a neighborhood with you so i think we should probably just put in the opb song <laughs> the mr rogers theme song fine but, okay but tom hanks i think is a great person to play mr rogers in a biopic i think so yeah i saw the trailer i wasn't quite sure what the story was going to be about it looks like a reporter is going to kind of be trying to capture his story mm-hmm uh, but yeah, it looks interesting. I think it looks good. It looks interesting. And like, you know, like I think in real life too, like Mr. Rogers is one of those people that has touched as many lives as they even like make him out to be like in, uh, you know, in like this movie, like they, you know, he's done a lot and he even like testified in the Senate court for like the importance of like children's programming to be educational, you know, and how important it is for young minds. So he's done a lot of good, and he's one of those, like, still a pure hero. Yeah. I mean, you watched that. Uh, did you go see that documentary? No, Have you I watched that yet? See, I haven't seen watch that documentary. Watch that documentary, yet. Daniel. Man, I'm going to assign that to you one of these days. Yeah, watch that documentary. It's so good. Yeah, I, I enjoyed every minute of it. And yeah, I'm looking forward to this. Tom Hanks looks like he's playing the part good. In some ways, I think I said this to you earlier, it kind of looks like, in some ways, Forrest Gump, what would Forrest Gump do, like, as far as the next part of his life goes, like he's established as far as like war hero, ping pong champion. You know, he started a shrimp company, inv- did some investments, and became a multimillionaire. What's next in life? I know. I'll educate and be this great role model for children. <laughs> you know, I've lost all the women in my life. I just have my son left. What's what's left is all. <laughs> Dude, I don't know why, because it's Tom Hanks, I, I guess. I think just the way like he kind of like carries like the Mr. Rogers like 
speech pattern when he's not on the show and he's just talking to the reporter, which I don't know how accurate that is. I don't know if that's how Mr. Rogers talked always or what it is. It seems like yeah, she'll have to watch the documentary. Should yeah. be my I mean, neighbor. I'm sure I'll watch it before the movie comes out. Yeah. But yeah, so those are like the two trailers that happened this week that were big. But now we're moving on to strictly Comic-Con stuff. So first, uh, we're going to talk about, let's talk about the Dark Fate featurette that we saw that came out. That was pretty cool. I got to say, that first trailer didn't really do anything for me. It didn't move the needle at all like we talked about. Didn't, just, didn't make me excited. But at the same time, I was like, well, it doesn't look like trash either. Right. This trailer or this feature at, at actually got me a little bit excited. I think part of it has to do with they brought back the Terminator theme. That yeah. definitely helps. But yeah, it was really cool to see Arnie in some action scenes that, that they were filming. Yeah. It, it was cool. It's like a minute and a half, two minutes long. And it definitely it got me a lot more excited than that trailer did. I know. This definitely gets you a lot more hyped up with hearing people, with everybody involved talking about it. You know, it's just like, yeah, this is going to be nonstop, nonstop. I'm like, cool. Like, that's. It's kind of what I want. I want it like to be crazy awesome. Like I just want it action and just like nonstop, like trying to f up a Terminator while the Terminator's trying to f you up too. Yeah, that's that's what I want. Terminator one and two do that, and then you know it falls off. You never even saw Terminator Salvation. No, I haven't seen Salvation or Genesis. I never saw Genesis either, but Salvation wasn't good, and Genesis mm-hmm. apparently was worse. Maybe I'll sign Daniel a Genesis coming up. I don't think so. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so like that feature got me a lot more excited. It looks interesting. I'm excited to see what they're gonna do with like the I don't know what type of like model the, the woman is. I don't know if they're gonna hybrid is what I'm guessing. Some, some kind. Hybrid. Yeah. Hybrid. Uh yeah, I don't know. It it looks fun though. I mean Tim Miller who did the first Deadpool. Right. He knows how to direct action, so we'll see. As long as the story is good, that's all I care about. Yeah. Just make the story good for crying out loud. Oh, yeah, and uh, the original John Connor is reprising his role in this movie. Edward Furlong. Edward Furlong, that's right. That also came out uh, during Comic-Con, I believe. Yeah, uh, I hadn't hadn't seen anything on that. How does he look? Did they show him? Was he on stage at all? I don't think so. How's he looking? Because he had some uh, drug problems for a while and was getting pretty fluffy. Uh, so I'm wondering to be a war hero if he is like slimmed down and put some muscle on. Let's see. I don't know. Edward. I don't know. He. I've only seen him in a couple movies ever. Obviously, Terminator Two and then American History X. He was great in that movie. Which that's one you said you've never seen either, right, Daniel? Oh, jeez. Okay. 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 So that was him three days. That was posted three days ago at Comic Con. Okay. So it looks like he's in a lot better shape. Better than this. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. I can't imagine they would let him I'm go. sure he looks a little bit older than whatever age he is now, just because drugs do that to you. But, yeah, he looks a lot better than he did, like, five years ago. Yeah. So, thank goodness. Well, that'll be cool. Looking forward to that. Yeah. So, then, next... Oh, man. So, like, this is just kind of, like, easy stuff. We got It, tr- it Chapter 2, Trailer 2... Which, Which I watched half of that trailer, and the reason I stopped is I just, I in some ways was starting to feel like they were giving a little bit away, uh-huh. and I just didn't want to like even if it's just all good visuals, I I just want to be very surprised when I watch this movie, so I turned it off halfway through. But I like what I saw in the first half. Yeah, I thought that first like teaser trailer where it just kind of shows that like the little vignette of that scene like in the lady's apartment was great, it's perfect, and then it goes into like. A little bit of a teaser trailer, like what you would expect from a teaser trailer towards the end, which I thought that was a great trailer. It doesn't give much away, but it kind of gets you involved. Yeah, the second trailer just gets me more excited because, I mean, in our episode that we did in late 2018, this is my most anticipated movie this year. Because It Chapter 1, I thought that was awesome. Like, high quality, really great horror movie. I can't wait to see, like, the second part. And God, I hope it, like, sticks to landing because the first one's so good. So I'm just I'm just getting more and more excited, more and more for summer to start winding down. I believe it's the same director, everything, right? Yes, coming back. So yeah, I think it's going to be on par. It definitely will look the same. Yeah, hopefully it's just a very satisfying conclusion to this. I hope so. And like I said, like it's coming out in September, so not too far away from now. I'm just like I said, I'm kind of excited to get uh, summer winding down so I can start seeing this movie. I cannot wait. It's 
I mean, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood's going to be great, but this one is going to... God, I hope it's good. I hope it's just like... Is it's this going to hopefully be kicking off the fall season into some really good movies, too. Yes. So, yeah. But, yeah, I'm looking forward to this, definitely. All right. Uh, what else you got there? Well, Jordan, uh, the I think the uh, trailer you're most hyped for, we got a Top Gun Maverick trailer. <laughs> Is that the theme? Doesn't yeah. sound like the theme. So yes, I did not expect this trailer to be dropping so soon because they pushed the movie back to next year. I knew it's you know filmed in, in post production, but I did not expect a trailer this soon. Right. Holy cow, was that a cool surprise? Was especially was not expecting them to premiere at Comic Con. Daniel sent me the trailer. I was around dry, just driving around, and Daniel sent me the trailer. I hit the link at a stoplight. Saw what it was, and I was like, holy shnikey. So I like pulled over to a parking lot, because you shouldn't watch trailers and drive. Absolutely not. And wow. I watched it probably two or three times in a row, and I just I was blown away. I mean, this, this trailer is great. It's got all the nostalgia you could ask for. I mean, they're really trying to sell you with nostalgia. Right. Because, I mean, you see, you got Maverick. You've got his, you know, you th- see things like his motorcycle, his jacket, his aviators. You see Ed Harris's character, but he's back. Yeah. So yeah, definitely are hitting with the nostalgia, especially with the theme playing in the background and mm-hmm. everything like that. But holy cow, just the cool shots of the jet flying around and everything, and just yeah, seeing everything. I mean, even they even try to throw some like it looked like football slash volleyball nostalgia in there for you too. Yeah. No, I'm like I was surprised because while I don't have the nostalgia attached to Top Gun like you do, I've seen the movie. And it was fun. I enjoyed it, but like I was surprised at like how into this trailer I was. Like you watched it five times before I sent it to you. I probably watched it two or three times. So I'm like, this is a really good trailer. It's super well loved- cut trailer, and yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's a Paramount thing because like you know, last year we had that amazing uh, Fallout trailer that was one of, probably the best trailer of last year. Oh yeah, that's true. And this trailer is right there up there with it. Yeah, and I love how like they only name they flash. Like during the trailers, Tom Cruise, right? And I'm like, because it's like it's just him and it's just uh, the f- I forgot the other guy's name, Ed Harris. Ed Harris, yeah, it's just him and Ed Harris. <laughs> it's just Tom Cruise, Top Gun Maverick. Like I, just, I was really surprised. It actually gets me really hyped up. Didn't realize that it pushed it a year, so it's coming out in 2020, next summer. But yeah, no, I I think it like gets you. I think it gets people excited who love Top Gun and people who just like Tom Cruise or just you know, like movies in general. It's a great trailer. Yeah, you see, I'm interested. In the cast list is great too. You got Tom Cruise, obviously, Jennifer Connelly, Val Kilmer is rumored. I think he's on the uh, cast list for coming back as Iceman. Probably be a small role. Uh, Miles Teller, who will be Goose's son in this. Okay. John Hamm is in it. Ed Harris. Uh, I think some other big names here. That's still that's a great cast. Yeah. For Great sure. cast. And yeah, you see uh, Jennifer Connelly with like a flight suit and a helmet on and everything like that in a jet. Oh, is that her? She's at least in a shot where she's on the ground, maybe about to go up. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you see some shots of her. I, I don't know. I, I'm stoked. That trailer sold me. I don't need to see anything else. I'm there. Yeah, Opening no. weekend, I'm there. That's a perfect trailer. Yeah, and I would love, hopefully they do this next year. Opening night, do a Top Gun 1 followed by a Top Gun 2. I don't mind sitting down for four hours of Top Gun. As long as they do a little bathroom break in the middle, I could sit through four hours of Top Gun. No problem. So do you think they're going to play Danger Zone? I think they will. I, I, I'm i actually glad they left it out of this trailer. I think just bringing back the theme, the anthem. The ballad. Was good. I think it would have made it feel too 80s-ish with Danger Zone, although it's an amazing song and it stood the test of time. It's, it's I, stood the test of time because of Top Gun. Well, I'm not going to lie. I listen to it in my car all the time. Anyway, <laughs> I know. I after you you text me and you're just like, I'm listening to Kenny Loggins today. <laughs> yeah, totally. But yeah, I'm glad they left it out of this one. Maybe it'll be in the next trailer. Maybe it won't be in the movie at all. Who knows? I feel like it, like if they don't include it in the movie, it's the end credit song. It's gonna be in there somewhere. Maybe playing on the radio in the background. Not actually. Cre- yeah, that. Yeah. No, exactly. Yeah, but it's like so synonymous. Like I remember the first time. Like, oh, I know Danger Zone's like the theme for Top Gun. I did not expect that they play that song like three or four times in the movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was just like Opening every credits. time they go up, it's like, Danger Zone. <laughs> oh. 
go up again. Danger zone. That, that movie was like the perfect '80s movie. I mean, especially summer blockbuster movie. I mean, it was huge back in the summer it came out because you had great cast. You know, like especially like an attractive cast that everybody thought all the stars were hot back right. then. So you got an attractive cast. You got action. You got a killer soundtrack. Erotic volleyball. Yeah, erotic volleyball. <laughs> you know, you got everything. <laughs> Playing with the boys. Arguably, you have more stuff for the ladies in another, this movie. Another Kenny Loggins song. Well, that's and that's what makes it great, though, is you got stuff for the ladies, and then you got all the action stuff for the guys. I mean, it's perfect. It made the perfect summer movie. And hopefully this other one is, or this new one is just like it. Hopefully. I'd be okay with still seeing Tom Cruise like shirtless playing volleyball. Well, you see him in the trailer shirtless. And yeah, whether he did a few push-ups or not beforehand, he looks good at 57. Yeah. I can only hope I look that good at 57. I better, I better start now. Absolutely not. He's got to use like black magic or something to make it look that good. I don't know what it is. He's just a star. An action star, man. Dower. Tom Cruise will live forever until he dies on a movie set. Probably. That's literally what's going to happen. Mission Impossible 16. Oh shit, we lost him. It'll be like 14 through 14 and 15 sunk a little bit in quality, but 16, boom, yeah. That's the stuff. I mean, Fallout 6, still the best Fallout movie. Like, they just got better. Yes. I said Fallout movie. I meant Mission Impossible movie. And also, I know a lot of people die on this, but they're like, some people argue that Mission Impossible 2 isn't a bad movie. I'd say that's probably the worst one in the series, and I think it's actually a bad movie. Let's classify it as bad movie. It's definitely the worst of the series. I don't call it a, consider it a bad movie though. Well, I would say if it's you got a lot si- of good parts in it. Still, I, I think the slow motion action gets a little. It's a little bit too much. They do it a little too often. Right. But otherwise, it's a fun. It's fun. It is fun. Like it's like it's. I mean, it's crazy for a six movie franchise. Your second one faltered a little bit, but then they just you hit it with the third one. Then it just got better and better. That's still a great franchise. That's what happens when you bring in Seymour Hoffman. Oh, yeah. Philip Seymour Hoffman, sorry. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah. What's uh, anything so, else to say on Maverick? Uh, other than I'm excited for it. Wish it was uh, summer 2020 right now. No. I mean, solid trailer. And it does what a trailer is supposed to do. Get you pumped. Gets you, Yeah, it does that and more. So Gets you interested when I I wasn't even interested in this movie. So I think we should uh, segue. Speaking of nostalgia, let's segue into a little uh, Jay and Silent Bob. Oh yeah, you? that's actually I forgot to write that down on my list. But yes, Jordan, I sent this to you too because you're a '90s kid. You were a teenager in the '90s. Kevin Smith was your god. I mean, come on. You're like you're looking at me, but you. Oh, I was thinking Adam Sandler or Mike Myers, but okay, sure, Kevin Smith. I okay. No, he was there. He was there for you a lot. I mean, I Elizabeth Hurley was my guy. I remember speaking to Elizabeth Hurley. I remember growing up, and you showed me Mallrats, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Finally, you. I just watched Clerks recently. That movie is so classic. So yeah, but I. I I want to watch that. Actually, after watching that trailer, I do want to watch. That. I want to watch all the old classic Kevin Smiths because you have Clerks, Mallrats, Chase and Amy, Dogma, and then Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. I don't think I've ever seen Dogma. All of them or Chasing Amy are great, fun classics for sure. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I definitely I know I've watched Clerks, the first one with you. I've watched Mallrats with you. And Multiple Jay and times. Bob. Yeah, probably one of the best little things in. Uh, in uh, Captain America, not Captain Captain Marvel, was Stanley's cameo as he's reading Mall Rats. Yes, that's hilarious. That's probably my favorite part of that whole movie. But yeah, so Jane Silent Bob trailer. It's essentially everything I thought I would get from a trailer for Jane Silent Bob in 2019 or 2020 when it comes out. But I don't know, Jordan. What what was your favorite part of the trailer? Elizabeth Hurley. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Who is uh, 10 years older than me, by the way. And looks 10 years better than you. Yes. At least. At least the same. I mean, she looks exactly the same, like, from American Pie to that's her, like, part in uh, that 70s show for a while. That was the last thing I ever saw her in. Yeah, because American Pie came out in 1999, which she must have been in her mid-20s then. I thought she was a little younger, but she must have been in her mid-20s, because she's she's 10 years older than me. Uh-huh. I mean, she, she looks the same. I mean, she can tell she's matured. But she looks the same. Yeah. 
Anyway, but yeah, it was great seeing her again. I don't know how big a role she'll have in this, but it was fun to see her in this. A lot of good cameos in this trailer. And yeah, it did what it's supposed to do. Just kind of announced the movie's coming and get you, started getting you a little bit excited, get you on the hype train. But yeah, great cameos. I was laughing all throughout. Yeah, it looks like they're going to be goofing a lot on the MCU in this movie. They right. even had Chris Hemsworth in the trailer. Chris Hemsworth's in the trailer. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but was that not Val Kilmer in like the Batman suit? I am not sure. Like, I think it's Blunt Man is what the character is called based off Batman. You see the mask come off. Was that not like an old Val Kilmer? He looks a little different now because he is battling cancer. I don't know if he defeated it, but he I know he was uh, stricken with cancer. So maybe he's not looking his best these days, but correct me if I'm wrong. Was that not Val Kilmer? I am not sure. I, 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 when I watched the trailer, I'm like, I don't think so, but maybe. I don't know, but I, I thought there was a lot of good parts. I liked, I mean, the thing that I noticed, like, Jason Mew's, like, he's definitely aged quite a bit since the original Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back movie. Uh, Sounds like he might have smoked a little bit too many cigarettes throughout his life. Um, probably. But, you know, yeah. I mean, it was the 90s. I mean, everybody's definitely older. Jason Lee, you see him in the trailer. He's definitely older. Yeah. But, you know, it's fun. I'm not going to say this movie, this trailer didn't get me, like, super stoked. Like, I'm not, like, you know, I'm not Top Gun Maverick stoked. But I'm, I'm still excited. I will definitely check this out when it comes out. In fact, when does it get released? Is it this year or does it come out? It's this fall, right? Uh... October 15th of 2019. Okay, so it is this year. Cool. Yeah, and also Matt Damon and Ben Affleck are back. <laughs> yeah, you see them in the trailer, which I think I, w- I would have preferred them to leave a few cameos out. Maybe there's a lot more than we know of, because I, I want to be surprised by the cameos. And Jordan, yes, J- Val Kilmer is Bluntman in Jay and Silent Bob reboot. Okay. Yeah, we see Jason Biggs in the trailer. That was kind of fun. Oh, yeah, they're doing a Comic-Con panel. He's like, who the fuck directed this? Kevin Smith? It's yeah. James uh, Vanderbeek too. You see him sitting next to him. Yes, <laughs> that was great. Yeah, I know. Craig like, Robinson, Molly Shannon. I mean, the, the it's going to be a huge, huge cast, just full of cool cameos for sure. Yeah, I mean, like this is definitely like I don't know how well this is going to do with like younger people, but as far as like just '90s kids, like they're probably just going to love this. I think so. It'll be fun because we got a lot of like our classic characters that we like. And then we got some new people. And I just want to watch Mall Rats again because I, lo- I I liked watching that movie a lot. Want to shake hands? No. Promise I won't stink palm Absolutely you. Absolutely never shake your hand. Absolutely not. It's disgusting. It makes me want to just, you just go, he's eating poop. <laughs> fly, fat ass fly. Oh, man. Yeah, so much fun. Like, just, it's just a stupid, fun movie, Jay and Silent Bob. So. I assume this one's going to be... Unfortunately, the, the one thing we will not get is we will not, uh, cameo-wise, we will not get a uh, Carrie Fisher. Was she in? She was in the first one. She was the nun in the car. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's F- been a while. I'll have to rewatch that. Yeah. He's, I'm, sure, I'm pretty sure that was her. <laughs> it is on Netflix, right? Uh, it used to be. I will have to double check. But if it is i'll have to i'll have to catch up on that before the new one comes out because it's been a while since i've seen them so i'll probably watch mall rats and jay and silent bob strike back yeah, the the first one had i'm pretty sure carrie fisher was in it for a small little role as well as you had mark hamill do you know if yeah st- carrie fisher none there we go do you know if they got stan lee before i do not know i don't think so but i'm not sure which I almost don't want to know because if he isn't it, what a cool surprise that'll be. Yeah. I don't know because he was in Mars. I don't think he's in Jay and Silent yeah. Bob, though. But he, I, he, I think so. there is a possibility that he would be in this movie. Oh, such an iconic scene, though, with him talking to Jason Lee's character in Mall Rats. Yeah. I love it. It's like, your friend's just really obsessed with some weird stuff. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. thanks, thanks. <laughs> your friend has this weird obsession with uh, superhero genitals. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so man. Great. All right, what do we have next? Well, a movie that I just showed you the trailer because you didn't know what it was. Uh, 21 Bridges. Yeah, that Chad- was- uh, Chadwick Boseman and J.K. Simmons. Yes, that looks pretty good. Yeah, I'm mean, like, what puts it on the radar is that it's produced by the Russos. And yeah, Chadwick Boseman, I think he's great. And I know you love J.K. Simmons. Right, love J.K. Simmons. You just saw him in Whiplash, so I think you have more appreciation for him now. Yeah, I mean, I still love him from, like, J. Jonah Jameson. 
But yeah, no, it's best cameo this year. Spoilers. Spoilers. But yeah, no, ah, uh, I don't know. I think this looks like a really cool, really good crime thriller. Like, it's it looks intense, and the fact that the Russos have their names on it makes me just more excited for it. They're not directing it. I thought they were originally, but they are just producing it. But like I said, they put their names on it. They and it's got Chadwick Boseman in it, so I think this will probably be one to keep your eye out for. Yeah, no, I definitely think so. Uh, it looks fun. Yeah, it looks like it'll be a good crime thriller. And again, yeah, you got Chadwick Boseman, which I'm starting to like him more and more the more I see him. I mean, I was I became a fan the second I saw him in Civil War. I thought he was great as Black Panther. Yeah, and he carried on has been great in the in the uh, Avenger. Infinity War and Endgame, as well as the Black Panther movie itself. Yeah. So, I haven't seen him outside of that role yet, but I like him as an actor so far. So, we'll see. This will be a cool opportunity to see him show off his acting style outside of Black Panther. And, of course, yeah, J.K. Simmons, you can't go wrong with him. He's yeah. great in everything. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. What other trailers have we got here? Okay. Uh, had some good ones this last week. The last one I have is for the Netflix uh, series the witcher with starring henry cavill i think you said you watched that yeah yeah that looks pretty intense i know it looks like uh i don't know it looks like they might try and go game of thrones with it like make it like a huge high budget episodes yeah i mean like and like the witch or like uh game of thrones like this is based off of a series of books yeah and just the medieval style It, it looks good like it definitely looked like you're almost watching trailer for a movie. Yeah, like, I know. It looked like it had that kind of budget to it. Yeah, I bet it does. Like, it looks super high quality. Um, they even show off a monster at the very end. I'm like, that monster even looked pretty good. Um, I don't know. I'm just really excited for this. Like, I think this is going to get a lot of people into it. Like, even you who hasn't obviously read the Witcher books or played the video games that are huge right now. Mm-hmm. Um, it even, like, intrigues you. Like, it looks cool. And I love... I'm interested to see Henry Cavill outside of uh, Superman. I guess we did see him in Fallout this past or last year. Yeah, I gosh, I think is that the only time I because I never did see what was the movie he was in Immortals with uh, the gal from Slumdog. I'm not sure. Mm. I know he was in um, the Man from Uncle, but I don't know if I've seen anything else besides the DC movies besides Fallout that he's been. Yeah, in. I still never seen it. Yeah, Immortals. It's got Henry Cavill, Mickey Rourke, John Hurt. And yeah, Frida Pinto. Oh, that's Luke okay. Evans. Yeah, it's got a, it's got some good names in it. Yeah, I never did see that movie. Came cool. out, what did I say, 2011. But anyway, okay. Well, yeah, I don't know. I'm just, I'm super excited for that. Like it, the nerd in me is just screaming, like this looks even better than what I thought it was because they had, they had, like with Netflix, like you, they're still, <laughs> yeah, they they make some good series. I think their series are stronger than their movies, so. The fact that they made this into a full-blown series, which I think is what will do it the most justice. Yeah. On that note, yeah, I'm kind of hoping Netflix, as far as where their budgets go, to kind of shift the focus from uh, original movies to just good quality TV shows. And I kind of wish, I kind of hope they drop the quantity thing. I think part of the quantity thing is just to try to get a variety of people, eyeballs, just from coming from different walks of life, I guess. Right. But I really like to see it because I, I do think some of it is starting to get a little stale. I'd like to see them scale back a little bit, but it just have really good quality stuff. And I would like to see them focus more on good TV shows. So I think that's more their strength than movies. Yeah. Although I did like Triple Frontier still. I, yeah, I still like that movie a lot. And they have a few that they produce. And yeah, I think now that they're just, you know, they went all out with everything. And I think, you know, they get the analytics. They know what's working and what doesn't. So I imagine they'll probably, like, focus in in the next five, probably five to ten years and, like, just push out more quality, more, like, consistently good stuff as far as, like, what most people enjoy. But, yeah, I don't know. I'm super excited for this series. I'm not entirely sure when it comes out. But it's something to keep your eye on, especially if you like the Witcher series at all. Probably even if you like Game of Thrones. And as far as trailers go, those are the only trailers that I wrote down. I think those were all the big Comic-Con trailers. Was there anything new for The Mandalorian? I don't know if that'd go to Comic-Con at all. It Nothing new for The Mandalorian. I mean, as far as 
The only thing I saw, I mean, this was a couple weeks ago, though, not Comic-Con. I, all I saw was that they reportedly, each episode of The Mandalorian is $15 million budget. Oh, that's awesome. And it's already got green. They're already pr- starting production on the season two. Oh, heck yeah. So, Good stuff. All right. So it's coming in full force. And I'm still excited John Favreau is the one behind it. Yes, Lion King was pretty mediocre. We talk about that in our other episode. But Star Wars is something I'm much more interested in. I'd rather see him tackle Star Wars. He's you know, he brought he started he kicked off the MCU with Iron Man. And I still think Iron Man two overall is a pretty good sequel. Yeah. So yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited for this. Now, I guess we're gonna move on to the Marvel announcements. They kind of like destroyed Hall H at San Diego Comic-Con this year. Oh, I imagine so. So, we have the Marvel Phase 4 announcements. And the biggest surprise is actually, they're calling this the Phase 4, but it's only got five movies, and the whole phase length is only two years. Starts in 2020 and ends in 2021, which was kind of surprising. Interesting. Because, yeah, they're kind of like scaling it down, but... Something that they're doing differently now, which I think the way that they're kind of moving it along and scaling it, why they're scaling it down, I think makes sense. Which is, I guess the Avenger, when the Avengers were pretty spread out to like every three years. Right. 12, 15, 18, and 19. Yeah. So. Yeah. And this is the first phase that doesn't have an Avengers movie, which I didn't think about, but I'm like, oh yeah, I guess that's true. So we got to save something for next year's Comic-Con to announce. <laughs> right. And something that's interesting is that I think the reason they scaled it back is they're also like the Disney plus like Marvel series are coming. True. And they're supposed to have like effects with the main movies as well, but they're not going to be like full blown. I guess they're going to be like little mini series, like event series, I guess. Okay. So they're not going to keep going and going and going, I guess. It's from how I understand as it. As long as the writing is good, I'm there. Yeah. So just keep it good writing, entertaining. I'm there. So let's just go through our thoughts. Our, our thoughts on Phase Four first. We have the Black Widow movie coming out May 1st of 2020. Awesome. And I let you know uh, a little bit earlier, but David Harbor is going to be playing a character that I guess he's called the uh, the Red Guardian. Cool. Which essentially like in- I don't know what that means, but I'll David Harbor just gets me more excited for that because yeah, I'm definitely from. We'll talk about it a little bit what our most anticipated are. I think this one is going to be my most anticipated. And yeah, David Harbour just makes it that much better. So his character is called the Red Guardian. And essentially, he's like the Soviet version of Captain America. Okay. Like, you know, like, you know, oh, they're making a nukes. We'll make nukes. They made a super soldier. We'll make a super soldier. Interesting. So okay. and I don't know much about his character uh, as far as beyond that. And the villain for this movie, which I am personally super excited for, is... Name is Taskmaster. And what makes this guy so cool is that, like, he essentially, his superpower is, like, he has very high intellect, master tactician, but he can mimic anything that's physically possible for a human. Like, if he sees, like, Spider-Man jump off a wall, he will be able to do that same move. He just has to see it, and he can do it, as long as it's physically possible for a human to do. That power? Yeah. Sounds awesome. I know. It's super cool. So, I... Like and he's such a, he's a really interesting character. He's kind of like more have, of an anti-hero. He's like a mercenary. Have they said anything about when this movie takes place? It takes place after Civil War. Okay. Which I thought I thought it was going to take place like before. Prequel like, to everything. Prequel to everything. So do you think it'll? So it takes place after Civil War. Do you think it'll uh, flashbacks of her origins? Maybe? I I had heard people rumor that it might. Like back to like the red room, and they people think Hawkeye might be in it. Like it might flash back to the inf- of like the infamous Budapest mission that they mentioned throughout the MCU. But he hasn't been announced. Hawkeye hasn't been announced for the movie. Well, David Harbour even gets first. I'm looking up on IMDb. He gets the first casting too, which is kind of funny. Yeah, so I'm just really interested because this is also the first MCU movie that really kind of like snu- like puts itself in, like, I guess like in between like mainline movies. I mean, like I, Spider Man kind of did it, but it it just established stuff like events taking place in the background, um, of like the main MCU movies starting in like the Battle for New York. So 
I'm kind of interested how they're going to fit this in and if it's going to be coherent with the rest of the MCU. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm definitely excited for this. Okay, that's interesting, though. Okay, I guess I thought it was going to be an origin story for some reason, but... I thought it was, too. But still, that's, I'm, I'm looking forward to this. I mean, I love Scarlett Johansson. She's great in this role. And, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely be checking it out next summer. And David Harbour. Hopefully... And he said, like, he's better than Hellboy Let Him Be. Oh so gosh. I'm glad he still gets to be in these Hopefully movies. Hopefully this will redeem him in movies and we can put Hellboy behind us. Yeah. Like you said, because, yeah, he's he's a great actor. So he just needs good I, movies. I love him as Hops and Stranger Things. I mean, yeah, you need to finish that. I know. <laughs> All right. So next we have, in phase four, the Disney Plus series Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And that's slated for fall 2020. Now, this is probably the Disney Plus show that I'm most excited for, at least in the MCU. I I mean, I'm still most excited for The Mandalorian. But, I don't know, like, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, like, Winter Soldier is my favorite character in the MCU. I think he's awesome. I love Sebastian Stan. And I really just, I hope this gives us more badass fight scenes with Winter Soldier and Falcon, Falcon has a cool like verticality to him too with his wings. And now I don't know. So uh, this is the one I'm most excited for in the yeah, MCU. I mean, so I gotta be honest. I have never watched Shields ever. Neither I have never watched Agents of Shield either. So um, I'll be curious to see how. Yeah, Disney and Marvel do a TV show. I mean, we've seen Marvel and Netflix with Daredevil, Punisher, right? Jessica Jones. All great shows, but yes, I'll, I'll be very curious to see how, you know, Disney Marvel do their thing. Yeah, because like I said, like those were always separate. I guess I Even, consider Shields Disney Marvel because Disney owns ABC. Right. So I consider that Disney Marvel still. So yes, I will be curious to see how they do this. And yeah, I mean, Sebastian Stan and uh, Anthony Mack. Anthony Mack. Yeah, I mean, I think I think they're gonna make a good duo. I, I'm looking forward to this one for sure. And yeah, I mean. Sebastian Stan, isn't that uh, Tanya Harden's husband? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't know. I I love Sebastian Stan as the Winter Soldier. So I'm interested, which also is funny. Like, it's called Falcon and the Winter Soldier, but at this point, post-Endgame, neither of these characters go by those monikers. Because Falcon is now Captain America, or at least in the process of becoming. And the Winter Soldier, I don't think they ever actually call him the Winter Soldier because he's only used... Like, I don't think, I think the only time they refer to him that is in the Winter Soldier. I think so, yeah. So that's kind of interesting. I don't know. I'm I'm excited to see this. Bucky. Yeah. And then uh, it added one of the writers from John Wick into it. And I know we had that on our show a few weeks ago. So hopefully it's going to get some great action scenes. And I'm excited to see what they're going to do with these characters. Yeah, same. All right. Now, moving on, we have The Eternal slated for November 6, 2020 release date. This is a movie that I don't know much about. Like, I don't know much about the characters. I think there's four main leads, like two guys and and two women. And they're just essentially like immortal beings or, well, they're called eternal or it's called eternals, not immortals. So they're just like, I don't know. I don't know much about their origins. This is one of my blind spots, but a lot of people are anticipating. This is more of like a cosmic universe story that they're hoping it's going to go Guardians of the Galaxy where like essentially very like obscure characters but once they give them like a great movie they're just going to be like explode in popularity because they have like that unknown aspect that you can kind of just do whatever you want just to make these characters great so and I'm excited for that because that's something I've been yearning for is more cosmic uh more cosmic Marvel movies you know, we got Guardians, and that's great, but I want more of that, especially since we're moving farther and farther away from the main, like, cast. Like, I want more, like, obscure characters that we can just do crazy stuff with. I mean, that's me just not knowing anything about the Eternals. Right. <laughs> yeah. No, no. It'll be fun to introduce just new characters all together. And that's actually one thing I'm super excited for is a lot of, well, yeah, a few of these movies, I have never heard of these characters ever. And that makes me more excited that we get, get something different, hopefully. Because the next one I'm kind of excited for, uh, the Shang-Chi Legend of the Ten Rings, which I know probably need to do some research because I don't know if he has any actual superpower. 
I just know that it is heavily based in martial arts. And I guess the Ten Rings also harkens back to the Mandarin, like the actual Mandarin. That's cool. So it's something that they say, like, oh, like, you know, Marvel said, like, that real Mandarin's still out there, so they might bring him in in Shang-Chi. I don't know, and this would be cool because, like, you know, That'd be tight. it'd be f- like it, it's a fun reprieve. Like, if we get like some cool, like Hong Kong action inside the MCU, I'm like, it'd be nice. To, like, we get more variety, like cosmic stuff, like a little bit of martial arts. You know, that's what Daredevil was so good at. He gave you that verticality of just like martial arts and like brawling in the streets. Yeah. So hopefully, we get uh, something the, like the, that. The action scenes in that series was just awesome. Like, yeah, so much fun to watch. Exactly. Like, hopefully... Yeah, yeah I don't know anything about this so far. I know, obviously, Black Widow, but these other characters I'm not too sure about yet. I know. Like I said, I'm just more excited because it's different. They're adding different aspects into the MCU. And also, it kind of feels like... I mean, as we go through this, it kind of feels like a lot of these movies maybe are, like, more intimate. Like, instead of, like, getting world threat after world threat, we're going to get more smaller, like, maybe Spider-Man-sized threats. You know, just more intimate, so it's not everything's end of the world, but it's just more intimate with the, each character. Hopefully. That's kind of what it, I'm getting the feeling for. Um, that's really all I got to say on Shang-Chi, because I don't know anything about him. It's okay. Uh, and then the next Disney Plus show slated for spring 2021 is WandaVision, which is Wanda and Vision, you know, Scarlet Witch. Now that's this, what they're calling the show, Wandavision. Wandavision. That's actually kind of a cool title. So I, they actually have a comic book called Wandavision, I believe, or it's somewhat similar. Yeah. Where it's like, I think Scarlet- I've seen a video of Elizabeth Olsen talking about it. Yeah, and so it's like in the comic books, they're like living a nuclear life in like the 1950s, but like with Vision looking like he does as his robot, and then the Scarlet Witch. So yeah, so I wonder if this will take place like I don't know, like in between Infinity War and Endgame, or I guess maybe in between Civil War and Endgame, or no, excuse me, in between Civil War and Infinity Infinity War. There we go. Right. <laughs> I wonder if it'll take place in between there, or if yeah, if they will just take this somewhere completely different. Yeah, because I'm like I I would say that's a good place to kind of like show us more development in the relationship. Like obviously he cares for her in Civil War. And also, obviously, in Infinity War as well. But it's kind of like would be interesting to develop that in a TV series that takes place in between those. Well, all I can say is I want more um, Scarlet Witch. Scarlet Witch for sure. I know she's probably one of my favorites in the MCU. She's so cool. Yes, I love seeing her on screen. Olsen is great in the role, in my opinion, and I just want more. Yeah, and hopefully we get more. I don't. Yeah, I have no idea what the show's gonna be. Like, it's really interesting, even if it's. So that's what I think is it's probably going to take place, like I said, between Civil War and Infinity War. Or my other thought is it's going to take place in like a multiverse where Vision's still alive and it's going to go off like post like events, but in another tangent and like a multiverse or something. Interesting. Possibly it'll take place after Doctor Strange, which as far as phase four, this has got to be my favorite title for a movie that they have. Black Widow just didn't do it for you? No. Black Widow didn't do it for me. Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Interesting. I love that title. That's a cool title. Yeah, in the Multiverse of Madness. And so, I mean. Just adding that in the madness part really kind of gives it a cool Yeah, it gives me like, oh, man, like, I feel like we're going to get more, like, kind of, like, acid trip, like, Doctor Strange, which is what he was famous for in the comics. Like, they just did some wild stuff in there. And so I'm really excited to see this. I love Doctor Strange. Like, it's just so interesting. Like, again, it was like, I think I liked Doctor Strange more when it came out just because it was a break. It was different. It was, they were trying other stuff. That's what I liked about that one a lot. I know it's not one of the more popular ones. And some people are like, eh, it was all right. I I, I enjoyed it because it was just different. It was something different that we got. And And our first official, like, introduction of magic in the MCU. Well, Well, okay, not really, because... Loki not, uses magic. But, anyway, but not to mention, it looks so awesome in 3D, too. I remember seeing that movie in 3D and just oh, how yeah. everything popped. So. Yeah, I know. I'm I'm really excited for that. I love Doctor Strange. I, I think He's got a fun comedic sense to him, and also but also self-serious, and I like that in between and how 
like his powers work, and you can just do anything with him. So well, why not send him on like crazy I think Benard, Benedict Cumberbatch just plays him to the role or to the T too. Oh yeah, he is great in that role. Yeah, great little cameo in uh, Thor Ragnarok, little bit part that was perfect. Mm-hmm. Oh man, and oh, something that I'm gonna I forgot miss. about that. Yeah, I need to see Ragnarok again. Something that I'm gonna miss, but I love him and uh, Tony Stark and his like banter from Infinity War was amazing. Yeah. I do like how I was thinking in Ragnarok when he's like showing him where to go, where his father is, and like they keep talking. He's like, okay, yeah, whatever, bye bye. Yeah, just wave his hand. <laughs> so good. I know. I love that. And I really hope this is good. Like, I just love the title. It really just like lets you know that this is going to be like a crazy adventure. And hopefully we'll see. Uh, what was this? I don't know. Like, you have that, like, you know, Sorcerer Slayer at the end of. Doctor Strange still out and about doing stuff. Mm-hmm. So I think what Dormammu? No, not Dormammu. I forget his name. I he was know. in the Spider-Man '90s cartoon. I cannot remember. Mm, I don't know. But wonder if I'll ever get Black Widow in one of these. Or not, Madam Web. Sorry, not Black Widow. <laughs> I would love like. I mean, I feel like that's something they might do in, like, the animated Sony Spider-Verse stuff. Yeah, I don't know. Are we going too far with her? Maybe, but maybe she has a cameo in, like, something like this weird um, Doctor Strange. I mean, that would be multiverse awesome. stuff. I don't know. I, see, I, I still like, like stuff to be a little grounded, but I think we're kind of beyond that now. Oh, especially with Doctor Strange. You can do whatever you want, and then you can just place it in, like, that, like, little, like, parallel universe where it doesn't count in the real world. So you mm-hmm. can just technically do whatever the hell you want and then pull it out of there and be like, no, but it didn't technically actually happen. Right. So you, that's where you could get creative and get crazy without having to worry about much consequence. Okay. Uh, I think that's all I got on Dr. Strange. Next we have Loki for Disney plus spring 2021. And oh, so that's not for a while still. No. When did they say Falcon is supposed to come out? Cause I know when Disney Disney plus launches this fall, Del- or DeLorean. Mandalorian is one of the ones that's like immediate, right? Yes. So- and Falcon and Winter Soldier is fall 2020. Okay. So we still got a while for that one too. Yeah. I, I Yeah. I guess I thought they were going to have at least one of these Marvel ones at the launch of Disney Plus just to get us more subscribers going. I thought so as well, but I think they're leaving leaning heavy on the Mandalorian to be their flagship for a while. Okay. Well, which if it's good, I'm cool with that because at least in those behind the scene videos I saw, it looked cool it looked like freaking star wars it looked it's just why i'm still so uncontrollably excited for it it looks like star wars (laughs) so yeah that's gonna be their flagship when this like starts but then you know you'll but then people will be like well i subscribed for like the year because it was super cheap and then they probably when they up the price a little bit they're gonna be like well we got falcon coming out we got we got wandavision we got all these other show mcu shows and i love the mcu wow so they're gonna have yeah three with loki wow okay yeah yeah spread them out makes sense i just didn't know if there's gonna be some like right at the beginning of this fall because man would i love to see like falcon and winter soldier this fall yeah i know so Loki, yeah, I'm not sure what it's going to be. I wonder if Chris Hemsworth will show up in there. I'm kind of curious how Loki does by himself because part of like his just ex- like the best part in the Thor movies and in Avengers, he has people to play off of. So as long as you surround him with supporting cast, not necessarily have to be like Thor, but you could do a lot of interesting stuff with him. I thought in Tom Hiddleston is reprising the role, so and he's probably still arguably the best MCU villain. Uh yeah, so, I, I mean so. Thanos was Thanos is good too, but I say that and yeah I don't know it's just the charisma that he has over Thanos I don't know I mean because I love Thanos I love Nebula because she was like a villain turned I mean she just had that great story arc right so Nebula but she's more of a sidekick character than a main villain but yeah I think Loki just has that raw charisma like you're, he's such a bastard but you love him right all the same because he's right. just got that charisma. So that I know I don't have much to say about that one. That's just it, looking forward to Tom Hiddleston. Well, seeing I, more I love of him, him in that role. I absolutely love him in that role. He's one of my favorite characters in the whole universe. Yeah. Oh, this beer now, is so good. This other one, I'm probably like one of my most anticipated of these. But in summer 2021, Marvel's What If series will be coming. 
Now, like, what, what if, if series? Yeah, it's something that they did in the comics where they're just like, what if, like, they uh, combined, like, superpowers? Like, what if the Wolverine and Spider-Man combined powers? Spider-Man, like, it's weird stuff like so that. So that would be, like, a title, like, a question at the beginning of every episode. Like, what if Spider-Man was the child of, like, the Fantastic Four or something? Or, I don't know. Yeah, well, I mean, like, it's... Like, DC does something similar with... What if Spider-Man was adopted by Bruce Wayne or something? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, well, they have to stick with Marvel. But yeah, it's kind of like that, where it's just like... Apparently, people are describing it as like, it's essentially going to be MCU fan fiction. It, this is going to be an animated TV show. Oh, okay. And they said that most... That could be pretty Most of actually. the uh, actors are reprising their roles to voice act oh, cool. in the animated... That so sounds, like, that actually is a cool concept for a show. Yeah, I mean, especially like as I said, like they. And do, yeah, I think you can do a lot with the cartoon too. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you could do, you could do a lot. Like, yeah, like you said, like what if like Spider Man grew up evil or something like that? What if? Well, we got the answer to Superman this last summer or a couple months ago. Oh, exactly. And even that one of uh, DC's Elseworld, which is their what if series, is uh, Superman Red Sun, where. Instead of landing in the U.S., he lands in Russia. Dang. <laughs> and that turns out not so good for most people. That would actually be a pretty cool... Concept. Yeah. I would like to see that, like, do That'd them doing that in their Bright animated Bright Burn sequel. Right? Yeah. Which, yeah, I don't know if that's come to a second-run theater. Maybe I wouldn't pay attention. I missed it. But, yeah, Bright Burn goes to a second-run theater near us soon. I'm going to go see that movie again. I think I swear I saw that, something about that. Such a but yeah, good movie. I think Marvel's What If is one of my most anticipated because it's going to be just like crazy concepts, and we'll still get a lot of the main voice act or act or well main actors to voice act their characters. Cool. Okay, well we got three more things to cover. A lot of this stuff is more. Uh, so the next uh, series, which is next in line for Phase Four, is the Hawkeye series in fall 2021. Starring Jeremy Renner, and that's all I know. Was that, I thought that was going to be a Hawkeye Black Widow series. No? they She might be in it, but as as it stands right now, Jeremy Renner is the only one from the main MCU cast okay. that was on stage. Well, I want to see, yeah, I, I liked what they did with Hawkeye and Endgame, but I want to see more of them. Yes. I that, like him. I like Jeremy Renner in the role, but I wish that, I think he's a little underwhelming, and I want to see more of him. I would like to see him like going knee deep in the Ronin stuff from Endgame. I would love to see that. That would be pretty cool. Yes. So yeah. I'd, so maybe maybe we just need him on his own doing his own missions. Maybe with Black Widow coming in here and there. But yeah. Which also, fun fact, you don't ever hear the name Hawkeye in the MCU until he calls his daughter that in Endgame. That's never once spoken. That his like that his character is Hawkeye. I don't know if I ever noticed that. Okay, cool. Hmm. I I didn't notice that either. But yeah, so that should be cool. I love. I'm just a sucker for bow and arrow characters. Love Green Arrow. Love <laughs> sucker for the bow and arrow. I am. I I think it's so cool. People are like it's so pointless. I'm like I know, but it's still cool. <laughs> I don't know. So hopefully they do something great with that. Now the next uh, movie and last thing we have in Phase Four is Thor: Love and Thunder, November fifth, twenty twenty one. Marvel's getting in the porn. I see. Now this. Yeah, it's, it's, I, Heard somebody says like it sounds like some weird romantic novel that comes like came out. It sounds out. like a straight up porno. Love and Thunder. That is straight up porn right there. <laughs> Softcore. <laughs> but yeah, so this was the most controversial like announcement because they announced Natalie Portman as female Thor. Now, this is my stance on this. Is I know she, Jane Foster became Thor in the comics, and that was actually really cool and really well written, written. And they have like that cool aspect where she has, I mean, they kind of set up where she's like a temporary like Thor until Thor like kind of becomes worthy again. But she has cancer, so every time she uses the hammer, it purges her system of the chemo drug, so she never can actually get better. But she has to choose between saving her life or saving thousands essentially so eventually yeah, i guess she's kind of cool oh well that gives your character some stakes yeah it gives your character some stakes like you're all powerful but like well you know with all that power like but what if you need those chemicals in your body right. to get better oh, that's interesting so all right. yeah i guess my only concern about this movie is natalie Portman carrying a movie by herself being the lead she's a good supporting character good supporting actress but i just i don't see her leading an entire movie but we'll see 
Right. And well, I'm a couple things that I'm thinking of, like this takes place after Dr. Strange's multiverse of madness. Maybe they play it like this is alternate universe Thor, like in another dimension. Or what I think is, I don't think they'll actually replace Thor. Maybe they'll go on like a buddy cop, like, like space romp, well, which would isn't, be cool. I would say, isn't Thor supposed to be with the guardians now? Right. Did they talk about guardians three at comic con? No, no guardians in this phase. What? But again, like this phase is only two years. Okay, but still, so. that's three years out. Then we got to wait for some Guardians three. Well, that's just because James yeah. Gunn they weren't able to get him back before he's like, well, now I got to do Suicide Squad, which it was probably initially slated for Phase four. All right, all right, it's fine, it's fine. But yeah, so like the thing is, like for main, like mainline Thor, I this would have made more sense, like if they're actually putting this in the main timeline, like she takes up the mantle of the Thor. It would make a lot more sense if they actually had Jane Foster around, but you have not literally seen her since Thor The Dark World. No. So, which is unfortunate. Like, I know that it's kind of like you cast Natalie Portman, and then she just was kind of like too big to kind of hang on to. I, I don't really know what happened there. I don't know why she didn't, they weren't like in more, but she hasn't been around for a while. So, we'll see. Hopefully they do something cool with this, because there's a lot of, there's a lot of uh, prosper, prosper. I don't know what word I'm looking for. I don't know. I mean, There's we'll, a lot of potential to this, make this something really. This cool. is just a whole we'll see because I've never liked her character much. I mean, I didn't never bought their love story at all. Like especially with Jane Foster, I think she was more in lust than anything else. And they never like, really give her a lot to do. <laughs> right. So I've never liked her character that much in these. But yeah. It's just a whole, we'll see. We'll see. Like I said, there could be a lot of stuff that we're still going to get Valkyrie, Thor in this, Jane Foster, possibly Beta Ray Bill, which is Horse Thor. Which is, he's just like an alien Thor. Really cool character, though. I'll take your word for it. <laughs> yeah, I got to say, out of the movie-wise, I think I'm still anticipating Black Widow the most. In second place, I would say Doctor Strange's Multiverse of Madness. Sounds really cool. And then... Uh, maybe the uh, probably the uh, was it Tai Chi? What is it called? Uh, Shang Shang Chi. Shang Chi. That is probably the third one that sounds the coolest, and then probably oh, but Jordan, Jordan, we haven't even mentioned the the possibly. Well, you said that's not going to be in Phase Four, though. Well, okay, I'm yeah, talking about the five you talked about. Fair enough. All right, I'll hold back for a sec. Because <laughs> then, yeah, I think it's a tie for fourth between um, Thor and the Mortals. Yeah, or Eternals. Eternals I, call, I think I called it Immortals a couple times. Oh, Confuse me. Okay, but yes. Why don't you, Daniel, talk about this other big announcement that came out of Comic Con this uh, last weekend? Well, f- well, first I gotta say mine. Uh, my number one most anticipated is Doctor Strange: Multiverse of Madness, and I think right behind that is Black Widow for Taskmaster. Really excited for that. As far as the Marvel shows go, Falcon and Winter Soldier is my number one, but the What If series has a lot of potential to just have a lot of cool stuff in it. Yeah, I guess if I, if I have to rank the TV shows, Falcon and Winter Soldier is number one. I would say Scarlet Witch and uh, Vision is two, Loki third, and then this cart- What If cartoon. And then Hawkeye's just left alone again. <laughs> all right, Hawkeye. Um, <laughs> sorry. Uh, gosh, I don't know. Where do I put Hawkeye in all that? I don't know. Like, I, I love Hawkeye. I don't know. I just like the What If series like seems like such a departure that I'm like, I'm excited for that. Now, announced as possibly start of Phase 5, five, possibly not even technically in the main MCU, but we have Blade. Finally, he's making a comeback. I was like, so, I'm, I remember, I think I, or no, I saw you in person, I'm like, dude, Blade is going to be in the MCU, or at least they're making a Blade movie. They announced it. And with, uh, oh God, <laughs> Mahershala Ali. I think that did okay. I think it's Mahershal. Mahersh- Mahershal Ali. Mahershal. I believe that's how they say it. I don't know. I believe that's how his mother. The guy from Green it. Book <laughs> who won an Oscar. Apparently, I read this a little story where he's just like, as soon as he won an Oscar, he called Kevin Feige. He's like, "Hey, I want to be Blade." Which? How old is he? I'm gonna look that up real quick. Because I don't know if he just looks older in that movie, but maybe he is only like in his 30s. I think he. I don't know. Maybe 40s. I'm looking him up. But seriously, like Blade, like is probably one of the most like sought after like characters to be in the MCU. 
He was born in 74. So, yeah, he's in his 40s already. Yeah. Which, I don't know. This guy looks like, I think he looks the part for sure. I am really interested to see this. And I know this was all like a lot of people's like fan casting of like who would play Blade in a new, like a new Marvel movie. I don't know if it's foolish to hold out hope that this is going to be rated R. It makes me think how they announced it. Like they announced phase four and they're like, also blades coming, which makes me think maybe they're going to try and put this outside of main timeline to make it R. I'm not sure. I'm just really excited to have this character back. I'm okay with that. If they want to go the R route, I don't I love Wesley Snipes in this role. I think Ali will be a good secondary choice, I guess. I mean, we'll, we'll, it's again, it's a we'll see kind of thing. Right. Because I love Wesley Snipes in this role. I mean, he really kicked ass, especially in the first two Blades. I love him as the Blade character. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's cool to see Blade again. We haven't seen him on the screen in quite some time. I know. It's kind of like the forgotten... Before Marvel was making... The MCU, they yeah, because Blade One came out ten years before Iron Man. Yeah, it's kind of what kicked it everything off though, because you had Blade, then you had X Men in two thousand, and then Spider Man in two thousand two, and that's where it, things really started heating up as far as superhero movies on the big screen. Yeah, start superhero movies being a viable property. But yeah, I don't know I'm I'm really excited for this. I love the casting. I just hope that they go like don't hold back with this character because he's such a badass character, and I'm not. I'm not going to be mad when they give him that 90s aesthetic of that sweet-ass trench coat. <laughs> I'm, I don't know, I'm really excited for this. This is probably my most anticipated movie outside of Phase 4, I guess, because it's the only one we get. But Yeah, no, I think my anticipation for this is right up there with Black Widow and Doctor Strange, like, as far as, like, top three go. Absolutely. Like, I think it's a great cast. I'm, I'm excited for this. Hope it's our... If it's not, I hope they just pull like something really good out if they're not going to make it R. Hopefully. Yeah. All right. Anything else, though? Like just news and rumors going around. So that's, I mean, that was a lot of Marvel talk there. I mean, I mean they does, dominated D- does, DC, this year. does DC have anything they announced this year? No, Warner Brothers weren't at Comic Con this year. Really? Yeah. Okay. At least, yeah, I didn't see any DC announcements. Oh, besides, the only DC announcement I saw, this will be an honorable mention. But they're remastering and in high definition Batman Beyond. So, and we, so we get a Blu-ray release? You get a Blu-ray release in October. Sweet. Yeah, I, need to, I still need to pick up the Blu-ray of uh, Batman the Animated Series. I need to get that. It definitely belongs on my shelf. Absolutely does. But yeah, it's something I'm anticipating a lot in October just because that was my Batman. It's like this is 2000, 1990. Yeah. Early 2000. 1999, I think, is when it launched. Yeah. So they had, like, what, two, three seasons? I can't remember. Three. Three, yeah. but And a movie, which was awesome. Underrated DC movie is The Return of the Joker. Yeah, that's how, a good one. How it mixes the 90s Batman timeline with the new Batman Beyond It'd be kind of cool if they just threw that movie in with the... Is there a release date for this? It's in October. I think it's, like, October 13th. Okay, but October. So it's coming. And yeah, and in that bundle, they are releasing it like an, a remastered of the movie as well. So you get all three seasons and the Batman Beyond movie. Cool. All right. I don't know. Any, anything else? Any big other rumors that came out of Comic-Con? I know this is a huge news segment for Daniel. Everybody give it up for Daniel. This is a really big news segment for oh, him. Oh, man. I've just been like <laughs> crapping my pants. I'm like, oh, my God. Well, a lot of cool stuff for Marvel. Yeah, hearing about their Phase Four, and yeah, I mean, just their TV show on Disney Pluses. Well, hopefully those will all be good. I'm looking forward to most of it. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to every single one of it. Some more than others, I guess, is what I should say. Yeah, but, but yeah, I like defi- definitely looking forward to all of it. I mean, it all sounds pretty intriguing. But I do like, and I know it's more just to push subscriptions too. But if you're gonna make a phase like a Phase Four, like dial it back, or like if you're gonna have like TV shows that still matter in the main MCU movies that you dial it back. So it's easier to keep up with everything, right? which I appreciate. And I'm still poning up for that year subscription. I'm watching the Mandalorian. Oh, same here. Day, like day one. Same (laughs) here. All right. Well, that's, that's all I got for really notable stuff in for San Diego comic-con 2019. All right. Well, cool. Well, thanks Daniel for sharing all that, Wonderful information with us. It was fun discussing it and just hearing what's coming down the pipeline. Yeah. All right. Well, Daniel, um, 
Why don't we wrap this up here? Why don't you tell everybody where they can find us? You can find us online at movies underscore brews on Instagram and Twitter. Let us know what you're most excited for in Comic-Con, what you're looking forward to, and the new Marvel's Phase 4, and anything else. All righty. Well, that just about does it this week. Thanks for uh, tuning in and listening. Thanks for sharing the podcast with friends and family. We appreciate it. It definitely helps grow the show. And yeah, definitely yeah, more exciting stuff coming in the weeks to come. I know we talked in our last episode. We got Once Upon a Time in Hollywood coming out this week. We're both very excited about that. Super excited. I cannot wait to talk about that movie, which we should probably just go see it and then go straight home and record. Probably. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, thanks for tuning in, and we'll talk to you next time on Movies and Brews. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.